0: Hello and welcome to the Financial Fixer podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Delaney. Thank you so much for being here. I am going to dive right in because what I have for you is very special today. So what I did in, let's see, January 3rd, I had a masterclass. This masterclass was about how to be the boss of your money in 2024, and it was a very successful, very engaged and high-level masterclass, and there's some really good nuggets and tips that I shared throughout the training that I'm gonna share here with you today. It's not the whole masterclass. You're not gonna get it all here, but if you do, by the way, want to To get access to this masterclass and the workbook that goes along with it, I'll just say this ahead of time be sure to reach out to me, uh, send me a message. You can send me a DM on Facebook if you're connected with me there. If you're not connected with me there and you just got me via email, you can email me at Amanda at financialfixher.com. If you want access to this, we can get you that. But with that, I first want to also do a little trigger warning because I'm going to be honest with you. Especially in the beginning, I talk about some of my painful past, and i I'm triggered personally when I listen to it. I'm like, I was asking Taryn, my podcast producer, if I black out, do I black out when I do trainings? Seriously, I don't even know what I'm saying. That's not really true. I do know what I'm saying. I do know what the conversations that I'm having, but like when I'm in the moment and I'm like just being fully transparent and having a real heart-to-heart conversation with whoever it is that I'm teaching or coaching, sometimes I just keep it really, really real, which obviously transparency and authenticity is key here. But some of this stuff is hard maybe to hear. Even for me, it's difficult to hear, even though it's something that I'm saying. So I talk a little bit about some true stories, some things that happened to me in my past. And I, again, if this is triggering to you, and it could be, just be aware of that. And if you need not to listen any further, I completely understand. So this is broken up into four segments. This is the first one. Hope you enjoy, and I'll see you shortly. What's it going to cost if you don't take action and take control of your money now who pays the price for your inaction yours truly yes obviously we know that we we will pay the price the ultimate price but there are others that will pay the price when i was broke the government paid the price and and it was something that i needed at the moment and thank god for that right but because of my actions and because of my inaction for paying attention to my money I had to be on welfare for a little while. And then I lost my home to foreclosure. So who paid the price for that? My kids did. My kids had to be uprooted from their home. So these are just some examples, right? It could be your kids, your future family, if you haven't gotten a family yet. It could be a mission or a cause that's really important to you. Or a future mission or cause, something that you haven't been able to give to yet that you really want to. Your fur babies suffer If you don't take action on your money, facts, y'all. If you can't afford to take them to the vet because finances are a problem, you can't get any more real than that. Our fur babies are our kids too. In my case, it was my grandparents because I wasn't able to put them into a better nursing facility because I wasn't yet wealthy enough to do something like that. Okay. So think deep on this. And what's life going to be like for who pays the price of your inaction and how will they benefit if you do act today? Talk about how they're going to benefit. What would be great for them? What would it feel like for them? Okay, what would it look like? Okay, my friend here, if you can, if it's all possible, pause this or have the ability to be able to pause this, get pen to paper and work through this uh, exercise with me here. So what this is going to be is a a bit of a spending review. You're going to maybe run an analysis uh, and awareness and um, acknowledge where your priorities lie in this next uh, step. Okay. So we're going to talk about um, how to Cut the fluff potentially if there is any fluff in what's happening with your money and also identify repeated patterns. So I really want you to take a second here. And if you can't, if you're driving or you're in the shower or wherever you're listening to this podcast and you can't right now, maybe save this for later so that you can replay it and work through this exercise. And again, if you would like to be able to do this uh, whole masterclass, just let me know. Okay, so here's the next one. Enjoy. Write down the last spending transactions, 10 of them from all sources, whether it's bank account, cash, credit card, if you can recall, 10 spending transactions. Write them down and write what was it for and was it a want or a need? And there's no judgment here. You're not judging yourself. You're just becoming aware of what we're we're wanting, needing, maybe putting on priority, maybe not prioritizing, what's an essential, what's a non essential. Just something to think through. And I want you to add them up. And after you calculate, how much was the amount that you could cut that was fluff? Because I know there's got to be some fluff in there. There's got to be. And then ask yourself, can you identify at least one repeated pattern with money that is not serving your dream life? The dream life that you want. Okay. That one was juicy. Now, if you can, it would be amazing if you would share your feedback and maybe share what is one repeated pattern that you have with your money that is not serving you right now. And that is not contributing to your dream life, the dream life that you envision for yourself. I want to know if there's something that's standing in the way, that it's a pattern that you have. Share that with me. I would love to hear it. All right, on to the next one. So, this one we're going to be talking about the number one financial fitness X factor. And with that, there are two key power sources. That are really important for this number one X factor to make sense and work for you and in your favor. And we're also going to be talking about movement a little bit and the lack thereof and what could be affecting your productivity. Your productivity 100% affects your revenue generating activities and It's going to impact your money journey. So are you being productive? Is there something that's slowing you down or um, affecting what you uh, can accomplish in a day? So we're going to be getting into that right now. I'll see you on the other side. Number one financial fitness X factor is a strong foundation. All right. And we're not talking about financial foundation yet. Not exactly. We're talking about taking care of ourselves. We're talking about you being the architect of your destiny. And my foundation starts with me. It starts with you. I'm in charge of the foundation. And if it's broken or if it's weak, it's on me. And how to build and maintain a strong financial foundation. There are two key power sources, time and energy. All right. What are we doing with our time? And what are we doing with our energy? How are we using that energy within the time that we have? What could be slowing down your progress if you're making slow progress on your money journey? Holes in the routine, not sticking to a calendar, disorganized schedule. For me, I spent nearly half this year on my ass. I had a broken foot. It was no joke. And... What happened when I stopped moving my body was my energy levels went down even further. It was like it kept compounding majorly in the negative for me. And so my productivity was so much less, even though I was able to sit in front of a computer, but it was like my mental state, everything was just getting worse and worse because I wasn't moving my body and feeling good. And guess what? Because of that, I struggled to make money. I struggled to make sales. I struggled to to keep up. And a lot of that was because my foundation was starting to shake up and get broken, right? I had a strong foundation, but like it was getting weakened by my health and wellness. Big time. Okay. So find the weak spots, find the holes and cracks in your foundation and lay a strong, unbreakable foundation. And this foundation is going to get broken and rebuilt over and over in your life. Whatever that foundation applies to. But it's important that we have the tools to be able to rebuild. All right. If you've made it this far, I know you are getting it. So this one is all about the number one financial figure that you need to know and track all of your life, all the way through your freedom years. And even after that, right? Like until you die, you need to know and track this one important figure. So without further ado, here is the final segment And again, if you want access, you know where to find me. Let's talk about your financial figures, right? What's your number one financial figure to know and track throughout your life? What is net worth? I like this quote by Tennessee Williams. You can be young without money, but you can't be old without it. Can I get an amen to that? Y'all know about the 20s, right? When you're in your 20s and shit's just going awry and you're just like, I'll figure it out because guess what? We're invisible when we are in our 20s, y'all, okay? Seriously, I had all the energy to be able to make up for the messes that I was making, right? But as you get into your 30s and then into your 40s and then into your 50s, it's this shit gets old. Chasing after your own tail all the time, right? It's okay to chase after your tail when you're in your 20s, man. We got so much energy, we're alive. I'm not saying we're, let's celebrate our aliveness right now. We are alive in our forties and our fifties, thirties, forties and fifties, we're alive. But the alive in our twenties is totally different. I'm just saying. And so it's okay. Then it's not now, right? So your net worth is your assets minus your liabilities. Assets could be your home value, your car value, your investments. Your IRAs, savings, cash, if you have cash dashed away, liabilities are anything that you owe, your balances on your loan. And if you have a second mortgage, car loan balances, debts, student loan, business loans, tax bill. When I say tax bill, I'm really talking about anything that's owed or a tax debt, but it just depends on how long that debt's been going on. What I really mean is like a tax debt, like something that's like a back tax or something you've been paying on for a long time that's accruing interest. If you owe taxes for, you know, a past year and you're paying it off, that's not necessarily like a big debt, but it depends on the amount. Does that make sense? So if it's $10,000, I would consider it a debt. But if you're just paying down, you know, a thousand bucks that you owe for back taxes, not as big of a deal. So don't like cherry pick it too much. So I'm going to use some examples about setting your net worth target. All right, so this person is 40 years old. They have a gross annual income of 120. Current net worth is 300K. Their age that they are going to have their freedom years is 65, and that gives them 25 earning years. So they have 25 years left to earn, leaving approximately 25 years left in their freedom years if they live to be, I think, 90, right? Technically, though, the age right now is dropping. I'm not going to get into why, but it's about 81 years old right now for the average lifespan. But I say 90 because I intend to live past 90 as long as I feel good. Okay. So this person invests 15%, which is $18,000 a year into not only good growth stock, because obviously there's caps on that, not just good growth stock mutual funds, but into their investment accounts. They're investing in stocks into, Real estate, all different investment types, saving, that kind of thing. Savings accounts, money markets, there's there's all kinds of money diversified all over the place. And their 25-year average return is 8%. And this is a low example. Usually it's around 10 for 25 years, okay? 10 to 12. But I'm saying, I'm just saying eight just to be like low ball it. And their future net worth is 3.3 million by the time that they get to their freedom years. All right, so I'm gonna fly through the next one. This person started with zero, same information other than the the current net worth, they'll be at 1.3. Do you see the difference? So a person's at a net worth of 300K, they're starting with something here, and they're at 3.3 in the next 25 years. This person is at zero, and they're at 1.3 in the next 25 years. You see the difference? So the faster you are out of debt and you have a positive net worth, the better off you will be. But it's never too late. It just means we've got to hustle, okay? I didn't start until I was 33. I think I started investing at 33, but not heavily until way after that, because I had all those years of getting out of debt in my case and in my husband's case, because when he came into the picture, I had to help him get out of debt too. So like I got him on a budget before we got married and things like that. So a lot of time had to happen. A lot of things in time had to happen before we could start really growing our net worth. So let's set your target. How much is your ideal annual net income? Maybe not what your annual income is right now, but what's your ideal annual income? Is it 100K? That's usually like a round good figure. Is it 200K? What's your ideal annual income between both parties, whether if you're married? And assume you will spend 80% of earned income because whenever you're in your freedom years, usually your expenses go down right you have to pay for less gas less commute less less food you just cost less whenever you're not working if that makes sense right there's just more cost to having a job it sounds weird but it's true all right and then multiply that by how many years you're going to be in your freedom years all right this is step 2 what is your dream life net worth target how much and at what age do you want to have this number is it 1 million is it 2 million is it 3 million right and what by when do you want to you know how old do you want to be 55 60 65 i want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast if you loved it send it to a girlfriend that would mean the world to me you can also find me on instagram at financialfixer and feel free to tag me there too So until next time, my friend, show your future self some love and spend with the end in mind.